Welcome to the Talent Surgery podcast series. We want to celebrate the individuals that have revolutionized the hiring and onboarding processes across the fintech industry. Talent creation is more than just a first day, week or year. We want to showcase how all-encompassing it is to people's entire careers and successes. We believe it's the people that really define and execute strategy and want to showcase the agility needed to build great teams. So today we are joined by Helen Ogilvy, Head of People at Inverse. Inverse is a payments firm. In a world where consumers' payment preferences and technologies are ever-evolving, the Inverse Payments as a Service Enterprise platform offers integration-free access to the entire global payment ecosystem, from card collections to desk orders, e-wallets, push-to-card transactions, and so much more. So today, Helen is here to tell us about what it's like to work there. Helen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Nadia. Great to be here. So tell us a bit more about Inverse, because I'm sure I haven't given it a small any justice. No, you, you did. You did a great job. So we're a fintech company. We're based in London, Zurich and Lisbon. Uh, we're just under 60 people now, growing rapidly. And as you said, we're in the payment space. So our product, in, in the simplest terms, provides a single connection to multiple payment technologies and providers globally. So what we're really here to do is make our clients a lot easier because it's easy, it's fast and it's inexpensive for them to deploy the payment solutions they need for both collecting money in and paying out money as well. In terms of our clients, so we, we typically work with enterprise sized companies. We find these companies have, you know, legacy IT systems, a lack of sometimes the payments expertise internally and often really resource constrained so they can use our platform to get access to everything they need. And most of our clients today are in the insurance space. So we work with some really big insurance enterprise companies such as Swiss Re and IptQ. That's a little bit about what we do. I won't go into too much detail there, but do ask No, more. thank you. That was really, really good to hear all of that. And um, your role, head of people, tell us what that encompasses. So as the head of people, I'm basically one of the six people on the executive. I'm responsible for everything in, in the HR space, as you, as you guessed with that title. So I'm looking at how we attract, hire, develop, retain the best people. I think one of the things I love about Inverse is my role sits on that executive and the rest of my leadership team put as much emphasis on our people as they do on our clients, which is really important to me in the role I do. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think there's some really nice stories that go with this next question. because so I want to ask you what made you personally join. I think within this, there's just some excellent things that we should be shining a light on in this industry. So yeah, I'll, I'll try not talk too long on this point, but this is something I'm, I'm really passionate about. So I've been with Inverse from a permanent contract perspective for about eight months now, but I've actually worked with the company well over two, about two and a quarter years. I started working with their leadership team through being introduced to them by a contact of mine. So in terms of my background, I'd done the head of people role at another fintech. Um, and in 2019, I left that role and set up my own business. There was a number of reasons I did that, but one of the key ones was actually about um, I wanted to run my own consulting firm so I could start a family. Um, I felt it was going to give me the, the massive flexibility I was looking for. And I really loved that working with different scale up fintech companies. So I, I set up my business and, and six months later, Inverse came along. Fast forward, long story short, 18 months later, we really needed to move to a, a permanent head of people. The company had gone from nine people when I started working with them to about 40, 45 heads at this point. And we recognized we needed that permanent presence on the executive. 
I'll be honest, initially I was slightly hesitant purely because I, I had a six month old child and I just really established my business and it was going very well. But fundamentally, I loved the client. They were my favorite clients to work with. I loved where they were going. And I was also working with an exec who very much put life first. And I knew that for a fact, right? For 18 months, I'd worked really closely with them. They'd seen me through my pregnancy and my son being born and they understood that balance I needed. So I decided actually to sort of put my business on hold and come and take that role and come in permanently to Inverse. So that's why I joined. It was that opportunity to join something super exciting. I knew where the company was going. I knew they'd give me the flexibility as a working mum with a young child. And honestly, I didn't really want anyone else to take the job. Um, I felt that the idea of hiring someone else into this gig, I, I wasn't up for that. So um, it was a no brainer for me. Yeah, I love that. I think that's just such a powerful story for people to hear. And you know me, I love saying, let's walk the talk for change or walk the talk for inclusion. And like you are so doing that because you're you're in the company that you didn't want anybody else to take that role because you knew it would be the best for you and, and what works for you and, and the support that you needed. So I think that's wonderful. Tell us a bit more, like let's put on that thread a bit more. What does make Inverse a great place to work for anybody? So I would say, first and foremost, it is the people. And I know you hear that and a lot of answers from a lot of companies, but, but really it's true. Uh, and I think it is true of a lot of companies. We have a, a really, really talented team of people who are genuinely a pleasure to work with. I've been involved in the recruitment and on onboarding of many of them because I had the opportunity to start working with a company one. It was so small. And I feel that we've built the company on really solid foundations. We focus very heavily on trust and on transparency. We completely avoid the whole political game plan you can get in some companies and it just means that our people pull together we're all very much following the same mission and and that really is something that comes through across the company so I think the people and the way that we operate is is a massive draw for us and that comes up a lot actually in the recruitment process candidates feedback to me or to my team that they really really love the people they met in the process and they can really see themselves being part of that so other things I mean what makes it great I you know going back to my example we give a huge amount of flexibility people have all sorts of reasons outside of work that they have other priorities on their lives whether they're parents or, or there's other things that they need to do and, and balance their time and I think the last couple of years of a pandemic has made that even more apparent and we've really understood each other's lives a little bit more than we had before by sort of seeing into people's home lives a little bit more and and birth really does does hold to that I pick up my son at five o'clock every day from nursery and that's an important part of my day I do his bath and, and I'm involved in bedtime so at five o'clock I largely down tools for the day I may check a few things a bit later on but but my son comes first at that point, point of the day and, and that's held to every day and understood by my colleagues I think other things I mean we're a small company we work really hard on the benefits that we offer so you know we have some typical benefits I guess you'd hope to see private medical insurance and, and things like that but we also one big thing that people really like when they come into the company is we actually make everyone option holders of the company so everyone gets company options within six months of joining which basically means everyone's a part owner and has a vested interest in our success so I think there's some of the key things for me. There's, there's other things I could, I could go on about, but really it's down to kind of our people, the way we work and the offering that we have. It just seems, it seems like a whole experience is created around an individual, what they need and the flexibility yeah. that they may need to be as successful as, as they can be within your business. I agree. I think that's one of the things that really matters and it is a challenge as we scale, but something that we really hold true to is understanding everyone's individual situation. 
and what flexibility that might need. I do a 90% job, for example, I work, I take every other Wednesday off to go and do activities with my son. Other people have other flexibilities and we make sure we kind of tailor the understanding to each person and, and what's important to them. Some people are looking forward to coming back into an office five days a week. Other people want to be hybrid and some people want to be remote. And we're, again, we're taking that into account and we're creating structures around that because not all one size fits all. Um, for the diversity of the company, it's really important to us to make sure that, that we are meeting people's needs. Everyone's following the same mission and we do work really hard because we have so much to achieve, but we balance that with everyone's lives and the other things that really matter to them. So it's something I'm hugely passionate about, but it is a challenge as you grow because it's to scale it. It ultimately means we just put more work in, but that's something that we're focused and committed to do. Mm. And um, tell us a bit more about that people strategy as you grow. So, I mean, since joining the company on a permanent basis, I've, I've been putting obviously a lot of my energy into that strategy side of things. So when I think to the people strategy and, and where my focus has been, I've been looking to build a really solid understanding of our overall company strategy so that then I can ensure that our people strategy and what I focus on aligns to the company priorities. That's meant for the last eight months, much of my focus is I would say on two main areas, hiring, because we're in that growth stage and it's been a very challenging hiring market and also the engagement piece and engaging our people. And that, that piece is so broad. When it comes to hiring, I mean, it's been a, it's been a candidate-led market for, for quite a while now and we've seen crazy application, you know, volumes of jobs in the marketplace, inflated salaries, uh, there's a lot going on out there. So we've had to work really, really hard to find and hire the people we want. That's been a, a big focus for, for me and my team. We've succeeded, but I'll, I'll be honest, it's not been easy at times. The market is starting to turn now. We're starting to see some companies either reducing volumes of roles or laying off. So it's going to be really interesting to see what that does to the, the recruitment marketplace. But we know whatever the marketplace in the fintech arena, it's such a popular sector. We have to work extremely hard, have a great offering, have a great process to, to get the candidates that we want. And then on the engagement side, I would say there's been a lot of areas that we've needed to focus in on there. Communication to our people is a big one. You know, when you're nine people, it's pretty easy to get those messages across to the company and you can do it in a really informal manner. But when you're getting to 60, actually, you need to create some mechanisms that mean that you're keeping everyone up to date and everyone understands exactly where we're going and plays their part and understands the part they play but without creating what I always want to avoid it which is kind of that corporate common structure which which I just don't feel we need so we do a lot of work around the communication piece on the engagement side another big part for my role is, is the company sentiments the employee sentiment so things like employee MPS surveys we run we use a lot of the, the feedback we get from our people to create our action plans for the next quarter in terms of as a people team what we're going to focus on. It's useful because it, it's a good test of whether that aligns with what we felt our strategy would be. But it means we adapt our strategy because ultimately where our employees really are feeling that they, they want us to focus our time is something that we need to take really seriously and focus in on. Another big part for me and the, and the people strategy has been around the company structure. So in the fintech, I think when you go from that startup to scale up, at the startup phase, a lot of managers are kind of wearing multiple hats, doing lots of different roles. And we've embedded a, a new model now where we've promoted people into managerial positions in the company predominantly. We have hired a few managers, but in general, we've tried to promote up. So we've put a six month training plan in for new managers and we've got more of a structure in the company, ensuring that the, the senior management stays accessible. But there's more people. So you haven't got you know, 20 odd people reporting into one person, which, which doesn't work for anyone. And then I guess the last area I would say of my strategy has been around the, the kind of compensation and benefits piece. 
So we've given two pay rises so far this year, taking into account inflation made pressures. We, we gave one at the beginning of the year. And then as everyone knows, that the cost of living and inflationary pressures have continued to move. And we, we actually gave a further pay rise in April. As a small company, that's, there's always a balance and we have to keep that balance. But we recognise that what we've done in the beginning of the year, we obviously didn't see some of the global economic impacts that were coming. And we, we made a further adjustment. We've also increased our benefits this year. So everyone now gets paid parental leave. We've put new wellbeing and recognition tools in. And another thing I've looked at is the kind of current vendors and providers we work, we work with. So, for example, we changed our UK pension to one that was high performing with a lower fee. So it's kind of been a case of not sitting there and spending huge amounts of time writing a strategy because there's just been so much to do, but kind of focusing in on the areas that we felt were, were super important, which to kind of recap came into that hiring space and then lots of different areas of engaging our people. Wow, it Sorry, sounds that was a really busy. very long answer. Yeah, it's just so great to hear that it's not just planning and not doing; it's a lot of doing. Like you're implementing things really quickly. Yeah, we are, and I think that's. I've been in fintech for quite a few years now. I've also worked in in corporates, and I had some great experiences there. And I'm still, you know, close to a number of people I work with, and, and I've got a lot of great friends in that space. But I did being honest, have some frustrations about the, the speed of delivery. We know there's a lot of great initiatives, but sometimes it was hard to then get them actually actioned. And the thing I love about the fintech space is you come up with a good idea. You can socialize it, you can trial things out. We, we talk about failing fast, which I know is a well-known term in the industry. We don't have uh, any kind of blame culture. So try things out. If they don't work, it doesn't matter. But it means that we can deliver a lot quickly, which is one of the reasons I also did consulting for a while. I really like that, that model and mindset of, of, of getting things delivered and ideally adding as much value as possible. Yeah, fantastic. So with all that in mind, what is next on the horizon for the team? It's largely going to be more of the same. I mean, we're still hiring. We're still actively hiring and we are quite close to filling a, a large kind of transfer vacancies that we've been working on for a little while now. So we, we may briefly slow down on hiring and really focus on, on bedding those roles in. But given the, the scale of growth of a company like ours, we know that we'll be out into market very soon again with a lot more roles. Big focus retains on engagement of our people. And um, one thing my team are looking at is introductions of new ways of communicating to our staff, digital newsletters and, and things we can do on top of the, the town halls and events that we have. And I think for the company overall, we've got a really high performing commercial team that we've brought into the organization more recently off the back of it being focused initially on the product and the engineering side so we're now really driving new clients you know we've closed two big deals in the, in the last couple of months so for the company overall it's a you know it's that really important balance of bringing those deals in but making sure that our our product and our engineering team can deliver to the scale of growth so quite a balancing act and something that my team sits in the middle of very positive it's because we're growing but it just means there's there's a lot of positive pressures on the company so really exciting times and growth seems to be the key to it all but not just growing as a business or growing as an offering but growing your people which is really really yeah. exciting from a talent perspective and you know in the wider industry this is what i get really excited about how can we attract people to this industry and keep them and nurture them and allow them to grow. And I love everything that you've been talking about today. As I said, it's really action orientated, which is always my favorite. So Helen, thank you very much for joining us on the Talent Surgery podcast series. Thank you, Nadia. Great to speak to you today. <laughs>